Hello. 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 And welcome. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> to Ready? I'm Ashley. And I'm Julia. And welcome to us talking about whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> the podcast. It's supposed to be about Y2K culture, but I think it's really just, I think, I think it's, it's just turning into us hanging out. <laughs> today we're going to talk about our problematic faves. <sighs> yeah, they're so bad, but I just can't let go. <laughs> so bad but so good um so, so i actually i actually have a definition from the dictionary.com uh so it's it says a problematic fave is a character or person who's done or said offensive i.e problematic things your favorite problematic is a phrase that is usually accompanies a cited list of these offensive things uh the term is used exclusively in discussions about fandom celebrities and media yeah, that's I think that describes a lot. That's a pretty good definition. Yeah, thanks, dictionary.com. So this time, I'm going to go first. And I'm actually going to talk about a specific character from a show, a very famous show that somehow, well, not somehow, everyone knows that just no one really cares anymore because how badly it ended. That's right, Game of Thrones, baby. <laughs> Din, 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 din. <laughs> okay is that how it sounds i've never seen this show i think I, i'm the only person on the face of the earth who hasn't watched it yet i've i didn't i was someone like that too they're like i've never seen game of thrones and then jackie was like hey you're gonna watch this show and i'm like okay because you can't say no to jackie when she has a show for you you just have to watch it <laughs> i i see i agree with that but the opt-out option is to fall asleep midway through that's what I always do. That's true. But I also like the shows that she would show me in, in college. I like them too. I was just asleep. I would just become <laughs> unconscious. I like them. They made me fall asleep. Every night they were soothing. Anyway. Is the soothing? No. Is it soothing? I don't know. No? There's some mm. parts, I guess, that could be soothing. And then would you comfort like... watch it? no not me personally but I could see others there's like some comforting because here's the thing so it's like a fantasy show but like the point of it it's not like Lord of the Rings or Narnia it doesn't have they George R.R. R. Martin was basically like all those happy fantasy tropes get out of here everyone dies and they don't come back and it's like oh it's it's basically famous for your fave is probably going to die. Kind of like Walking Dead. Oh my god. I haven't seen that show either. I yeah, I watched it until it <laughs> went off the fucking rails. Anyway, so oh, going like Modica Magica for all my weebs out there. <laughs> it's kind of like Jesus, the best character dies in the end of the show. It's really sad. Yeah, it's a really sad show. Anyway, yeah, That's it's kind of, and also like with that show, it's kind of like, it's a magical girl show, but it's not like, it flips the genre on its head. Anyway. It's not like other girls. It's not like other girls. So to give you a f- recap, basically, of Game of Thrones itself, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's basically, it's a fantasy, uh, fantasy medieval show, and there's a big throne, it's called the Iron Throne, and everyone's basically fighting for it. They're fighting to be like the king of kings of the land. 
pretty much. Mm-hmm. So that's the main like plot line. So the character I'm going to talk about is his name is Jamie Lannister. Now Jamie is very problematic. He is pretty much like an anti-hero throughout the show and I love anti-heroes. I think they're usually pretty complex, interesting characters. But here's the thing. So what happened a lot, Julia, back in the fantasy times with relationships? Like romantic ones? Yeah. What? Who do you, if you were in royalty, who do you think you're going to get married to? The prince, the, the princess, the king. Kill the queen, marry the king. Yes, the, but uh, what if the, what? the serfs, the, the good, hardworking serfs in the fields, the dragon, what if, what the donkey? That, I don't. What if that queen was your sister? Ew. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, it was the olden days. Be like, well, oh, only my sister <laughs> could be my mom. Well, that's a large part. He throughout the show has a romantic and sexual relationship with his sister, the villainous Cersei Lannister, who is the biggest bitch I've ever saw on television history. Oh, anyway. Wait, what? Yeah, so. Why? Why is that even written in? I don't know, but it's gross. And at first, I hated this character. He's just a pompous asshole without the whole sister, like, incest thing. He's just a pompous what he's just a pompous asshole who thinks he's tough shit and so here's kind of like his history he is the elder son of this of a lord tywin lannister and before the show starts um the old king mm-hmm. Aerys targaryen is killed by jamie and jamie's actually become known throughout the land as the kingslayer well Aerys Targaryen was called the Mad King. Basically just wanted everything to burn. And he was like, fuck everybody. All of y'all deserve to die. And so Jamie kills him. But everyone doesn't know that's why he killed him. He People just think he killed him because because Jamie wanted to kill him, not for a reason. So everyone calls him King's Slayer. Also, no one really likes the Lannisters because they're kind of a bunch of rich assholes. Off the bat... Nate- no one likes this character. You're set up. You're set up to when this when Jamie enters the picture in episode one, you are set to hate him like me. I hated him, but then something happens. He gets away from his sister. What? The sister he's dating. Yeah. So basically, you notice people are into that a lot these days. No. I don't know. I haven't seen stuff. I don't know I don't what know. you've been seeing, but I am not, everyone, no one likes, every, when the show came out, everyone's like, this shit sucks. Why is he fucking his sister? Also, they have three children together. Well, wait, hold on. This is my. Let me just give you like the rundown of the character throughout the show. He fights for the House of Lannister, obviously, but then eventually he's captured by the enemy to him, the Stark family, run by Rob Stark, the king of the house, basically. He comes to agreement with Catelyn Stark, the mother of the Stark family, who decides to release him on condition that her daughters would be safely released to her as they were stuck with the Lannister family at like the capital of um, King's Landing. Jamie then is paired with a lovely knight named Brianna Tarth, who is Brianna. Brianna, who Brianna, a lady knight. 
yeah and she is the best one of the best characters in the show i will pull up a picture for you to see let me see okay hold on she's like like androgynous looking like that's brianne like and her armor is like actual armor and like she's a big tall lady and i wish she would just crush me with her arms oh my gosh she's (laughs) to the ground okay also this is jamie by the way take it or leave it on jamie lannister but he gets with her eventually he does but there's a lot and there's a lot of she's the main reason why fave is part of the title for jamie why he becomes like one like one of my favorite characters because she makes him better anyway i will stop sharing so i can go back to explain okay so she basically brianne has to take him back to king's landing after he was captured and also so after she drops off jamie the hope is she will take um the captured daughters and bring her back to their family so they kind of go on like a little buddy road trip type thing but um there's no cars in this so it's just them walking through the forest and there's like a lot of banter and he also there's like a lot of heart to heart like he explains why he actually killed the mad king and like and she tells him like she became a knight because she wanted to and it was like a lot and it was like wow he's actually a pretty decent character when he's not with his stupid family and he's having sex with his sister question mark yeah who's also uh terrible anyway so upon his return to the capital he concerns to serve under his family and then um there's some there's a lot that happens with the family like the a lot of like sons did they get therapy no this is like fantasy medieval times what is therapy therapy is going out everyone gets therapy uh, in medieval times therapy was going off into to war Bas- that's basically what he does he was like fuck this he does leave the best part to war. the best part of season seven honestly when he decides to leave his toxic ass family behind and oh yeah there's also did i mention there's zombies in this show <laughs> what so there, there's zombies but no therapists yeah outrageous anyway so he was like you know what there's basically it's like there's bigger matters at hand i'm not gonna just defend this stupid throne where my life could be in danger so bye sis and then he leaves and it's so nice because you're like oh yes he's gone from her and he actually and then they defeat the army of the dead he and brienne get it on it's beautiful it's amazing but then Oh my but god. Then <laughs> he decides to leave because he hears um Cersei, the sister who is now queen at this point of the show, people are going to go kill her because she's an evil demon. She's not actually a demon. She's just really she's just awful. And he was like, I gotta go protect my sis. Like, I still love her. And Brienne literally begs him to stay. She's like, bitch if you don't stay you're going to die and also she's terrible like it's she's basically saying this is such a toxic relationship what are you doing and then she basically pleads like you are a good man but also if you go back to you're proving you're just as hateful as she is oh my god but then he goes away 
And then he ends up fucking getting killed at the last big battle with Cersei. They basically get killed by a, a rock slide. Like, basically, like, the castle's getting destroyed and they get trampled. Like, they get the castle basically, like, It's like a real thing. They don't, it's not like an epic battle. They just die on accident. Pretty much, they were pretty much, she was trying to escape and he found her and, like, he was fighting another person and they get trapped and they get killed. And that's how he ends. Not a triumphant, like... In, in a whisper, not with a bang. Pretty much. And everyone was pissed. I remember being... Because I shipped also Brienne and Jamie so hard because they were actually, like, an interesting dynamic. Because Brienne, what people, like... She's not, like, the traditional, like, pretty in, like, Hollywood terms. It was nice no, to see like, her. Actually, like in shape and like yeah I don't know she's got like an actual like body and personality yeah and it's nice to see her like fall in love basic and also like someone who is more seen as like that traditionally beautiful like Hollywood man status fall in love with her in the show yeah or they try to take that character and make it into a lesbian because she's like tough which they could have and also like there's like another character that's like he reminds me kind of like a Viking, but he's like, he's like a wild per like they're from like beyond the wall and stuff. And he's like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. She's like, she's a beautiful giant woman. Mm-hmm. He's like basically the biggest simp for her. And I appreciate him so much. <laughs> he's like, oh, you seen the giant woman? Gotta love her. <laughs> it almost has like um, gay rocks energy, you know, that show? Yeah. Oh. Steven Universe. Yes. Yeah, so this is how I would have fixed it. Basically, I would have just let him stay with Brienne or if he did go to King's Landing to go, because here's what I thought. I was like, no, 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 no. He's going to kill Cersei. Everyone watch. He's going to go and kill her. But then he dies with her like a fucking pansy. I hate it. So what I'm going to do, if I went back and like, if I could go back in time and be like, stop, this is a dumb mistake. I would have actually had Jamie kill Cersei. Really? Yeah. Because well, then... killing isn't that bad in medieval times. It was like kind of okay. Well, yeah, I'm not. And also, this is a fantasy show. And also, by this time, she's she's really she's done a lot to deserve it. Like, if she was captured by the other like heroes of the show, she would have been executed for her crimes. She's committed a lot of war crimes. Oh, what happened? Wait, wasn't like the issue with Game of Thrones, like he was writing these books and writing these books and then he took a break and the TV show like needed to finish. So they tried to write their own ending and it was bad. Yeah, basically, yeah, he is, he is still writing the last book. Still. And people keep joking that he's going to die before he finishes the last book, which isn't too, because he's like in his 60s and he's kind of like, He's not the healthiest person, so anyway, but yeah, so the show basically caught up to where the books were, but the George R.R. R. Martin, the author of the books, told the creators of the show how the story ends. The problem was it was really rushed, and you could tell by, like, the show had very good pacing up to, like, the last few seasons, and you can t- kind of tell they were trying to wrap things up, so character development kind of went out the window. 
I would say the show overall could be seen as a problematic fate, but I kind of just wanted to hone down on like one of the characters that is, I feel like, the definition of problematic fate because I was just like, Jamie, I was like, oh, I hate this character. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to come around. Oh, I hate him again. No, I really like him. And then I was like, oh. And then he's dead. And then he died with Cersei. What? This was not in my fantasy. Get out of here. I will leave it at that. Fuck you, Game of Thrones, for doing that. Jamie Lannister oh deserved. God. He deserved better, and also Brienne of Tarth. She also deserved better because she basically the show ended with her heartbroken. She basically he, she and she kind of like defended like she was basically like he died defending his queen with like tears in her eyes, and I'm like, ah. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so we were rooting for you we were all rooting for you yeah big energy there so yeah that's my show julia what's your problematic fave so this one is not as as i guess prestigious or like um cultural mine is is glee it's a problematic and it's a fave it's campy bad gross i would say that's Um, very cult. that's like very cultural it's very important but also, yeah. Oh, really? oh yeah, it's only like the first TV shows I've seen that actually had like queer representation and like people yeah. like different colors and abilities. But it also, it, it, Ryan Murphy has moved on to do better projects. Like I think Pose is actually a very well done show. But Glee, I mean, he made American Horror Story, which is pretty good. And also Glee. I mean, it really shows us that we all start somewhere. Um, so here's a rundown of a few moments in Glee that I think you should know and like characters that you should know that like really are just terrible. I think Glee is one big bad plot line. Um, but as a young queer person in Ohio. Where Glee is set. Cool, where Glee is set, I had some very cool, it felt like very cool representation. So let's hit it up. Number one, Mr. Shu. Everything, anything, he just existing was a problem. Mr. Chu ever existing, being thought about when he was creating this character. That was one big problematic moment. And I will not be taking any more questions on it at this time. Um, but if you really need to know what specific thing Mr. Chu did that are like really, really particularly gross, I will give you mm, my top three. Because if I were talk about everything I hated about Mr. Chu, we would be here all night. That would just be a whole episode. Top. 10. watch Mojo's top 10 reasons why Mr. Shu was the worst. Why Mr. Shu's nasty as hell. So here's my Mr. Shu's gross moments. It starts off in like the first couple episodes where Mr. Shu is trying to get people, folks to join his Glee club. And one day, Mr. Shu is spying, spying on a student Finn, who is singing in the shower in the boys' locker room, he's just hanging out, watching oh, yeah, that's how the he shower. Discovered, that's how he discovered Finn, right? Yes. He's watching Finn shower and just staring at him. It's so inappropriate. It's so inappropriate. No teacher should ever do that. But that's how he finds Finn. And then he goes to Finn and is like, Troy Bolton, this baby, join my club. And Finn's like, uh, no, I think I'm okay. So he plants drugs. He plants a weed, O-U-I-D, weed, in his locker, in Finn's locker. 
to blackmail him to joining the glee club holy shit that's right yeah so she's a fucking creep also my my number one my next one there's a lot of them these ones are tied for third he once made all the kids dress up in sombreros and mariachi universe yes! uniforms yes and like santana like, like santana like calls him out for it he's like i teach spanish here <laughs> he's like it's okay i teach spanish we can do that and santana's like you're a piece of shit okay and then that's tied that's tied with the time that Mr. Shu was watching um, Santana and Mercedes sing River Deep Mountain High and they do a little shaky booty moment. And he's like, wow, like super into it. Really creepy. I hate Mr. Shu. I hate everything Mr. Shu does. Remember, like, and every time Mr. Shu will rap. Oh, God, that's another problem. <laughs> it's just white boy rapping and like at its worst. Oh, my God, Mr. Shu. <sighs> Okay, continue. Oh, I want to vomit already. Um, the worst character ever on Glee is this girl named Marley. Marley is on in, I think, like season one or two. And Marley is our character who has an eating disorder. And while talking about Marley, this character, um, she's introduced and Kitty, like, um, alters her clothes, Marley's clothes for grease so that marley thinks she's getting fat like she takes in the waistline and shrinks them down so that she thinks she's fat another marley moment marley was anorexic and bulimic and she didn't eat before one of her things and she passed out and they didn't she like fainted at sectionals and then they all made her feel bad about it like finn like basically like she had to like apologize to him and he guilt tripped her and she like was like i'm insecure and self-centered and blah 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 but like that's not how eating disorders works you don't get an eating disorder because you're insecure and self-centered you get it because you're struggling with something oh also oh this is another mr shoe marley combo moment this will be the last marley moment i talk about once mr shoe suspended marley for not wearing a provocative outfit what yeah i hate mr shoe i know like i didn't care for him when i watched the show like when i was like what 14 but now i just fucking hate him and also, can we talk, like, his weird relationship with the psychiatrist, like, the school counselor? Mrs. Pillsbury? Yeah, and, like, um, Emma, that's her first name. Emma. Yeah, like, I think they had to be married, but, yeah, even that relationship, because she had, like, a lot of, like, wasn't she, like, OCD or something? She was, and you know what happens right before they get married? They're supposed to get married? Hmm. Finn kisses her, remember? why do you remember that why did he kiss her that's also why he's a student oh it's that sam remember when sam hooked up with um the school nurse so also christian chenoweth when she was on as a substitute teacher she hooks up with puck i don't remember any of this these are all plot lines these are all verified true glee plot lines oh my god it's like when fucking riverdale he's sleeping with the teacher like the first episode Oh my god, that's right. And Betty gets a serial killer gene. Yeah. Also, Sue Sylvester. Wow. Do you remember when Sue Sylvester just talked? Ever. Yeah. She called the Asian American student um, Panda Express. And I don't know if you remember that. She also called Artie Wheels. Yeah. She called Kurt Gay Kid. She called Mercedes Aretha. 
like all this really problematic stuff. Also, Artie wasn't played, Artie was the only disabled character, like physically disabled character, and he was played by an able-bodied person. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is my last piece of Mr. Shoe, Shoe drama before we move on to Rachel Berry on and off screen. Mr. Shoe's ex-wife fakes her pregnancy trying to get Quinn to give up her baby. Like she tries to get Quinn to give up her baby because she's like, I'm faking a pregnancy and I need you to like, I need you to help me out. Like, I need you to give me this baby so that I can show it to Mr. Shu and this can be like my, like, cause I was faking my pregnancy. Like, I need you to help me out here. I feel like I kind of remember that, but still like unbelievable. Like it sounds fake. It sounds like all of these plots sound like really bad fan fiction, but they actually <laughs> happen. So here we go. Rachel Berry. Rachel Berry is basically supposed to be the fulfill the stereotype of being a Jewish American princess. If you know what that stereotype is, it is a stereotype that young Jewish women are treated like princesses and they get whatever they want and they're really spoiled and it's very anti-Semitic and misogynistic and it's not cool. But Rachel Berry is supposed to fulfill that stereotype. She has two gay dads. I think they're actually interracial gay couple. And she's supposed to, she doesn't, like the joke is, she's like, I don't know which one's my dad and which one isn't. And one's black and one's white. And obviously, yeah, obviously it's the Jewish white dad. But like, that's the joke that she says, like her first opening line. Yeah, really problematic. And she she does a lot of really problematic stuff just to try to get to the top. But the thing is about Rachel Berry is, Leah Michelle kind of has some of those characteristics too. Like, I think she was really cast well. The girl who played Mercedes Perez. Cast a little too well. What's her name? Oh, yeah, I was cast way too well. What's her oh, name? The actress? Amber Riley. Amber Riley. Amber Riley talked about the time that Leah Michelle tried, said she was going to shit in her wig. Also, like, she, I remember, like, Santana, like, um, Naya Rivera also, like, said in her book, like, Microaggressions from Leah Michelle as well. Yeah, she just wasn't a good cast me, and the character herself was pretty problematic. I think it done well. Rachel Berry could have been like a campy take on like a theater girl who's like overly aggressive, and it would have been fun and funny. But I think with how Leah Michelle was behaving off screen, and some of the more problematic undertones that were happening on set and in the in the script itself and in the actual show plotline, it didn't execute well. Right. And also, like, she was obviously favored by Ryan Murphy. Like, mm-hmm. Ryan Murphy definitely was, like, that choir teacher or band teacher that had favorites. Like, um, Diana Agron, who played Quinn, like, her, I guess he really didn't like Diana. So, like, Quinn, you could tell she didn't get a lot of solos. She, her character after the pregnancy kind of she's just a cheerleader i don't know what to do with this character i'm not nothing else i don't care to spend time on this character so do you remember when when quinn started the pregnant mother's club yes and they did a song they said a song together they did it's a man's world it was really good yeah that was was very iconic if glee was done now they would probably she would have done a lot of songs from waitress oh yeah because that's oh, also inside. it like the contraption ballet would just also be her giving birth exactly about, about to her to give birth it was bohemian rhapsody is what played when she was giving birth i remember that yeah they were doing the like 
one of the concerts at like one of the shows they were one of the competitions and like they were like doing the let me go she's like she's like let me go let me go it would just kind of like go back and forth between her giving birth and the singing it was actually a cool scene i think it's well it really was do you remember what happened with that baby did she keep it no uh she doesn't keep it the uh rachel berry's biological mother adopts it do you remember when rachel berry sent sunshine to a crack house yeah what yeah. the fuck was Rachel's deal? Also, like her and <laughs> just her, her beef with Kurt. Also, like Kurt and Blaine's relationship sometimes got toxic. Blaine made Kurt or Kurt and Blaine. It was either Kurt was drunk or Blaine was drunk. One of them forced the other one to have sex with them when they were under the influence. Yeah, they had pro- or they like cheated on each other like a yeah, lot. Yeah. And it also, was what is your opinion? on straight people playing like a queer character i hate it like i love naya rivera and may she rest in peace um and i think that naya rivera was in a lot of ways brave for taking on that role and i think it showed that she is really a truly an ally um but i think that if you're the best way to get someone who can actually be representation for a group is to have someone actually from that social group be the person who's acting and providing that representation like already should have been played by someone who's actually disabled yeah i agree with that i don't mind when they're like and santana should have actually been played by a real lesbian and so should have Brittany. Brittany yeah. s pierce should have been a real lesbian I, or bisexual like, I person like i don't mind when like straight people play gay characters because like also like gay gay actors can play straight characters like i don't mind like um neil patrick harris played barry and how i met your mother and like yeah honestly like that doesn't bother but yeah when it gets to like characters of disability like disability obviously race like there's like a there's still a lot of cases of uh whitewashing in hollywood that's a that's a big problem so stuff like that yeah when they're like just play like as gay or like i as long as they're not playing to stereotype then i'm fine with it yeah, I guess for me, it bugs me because I think that while allies are great, like more often than not, straight people are chosen to play these kinds of parts. Mm-hmm. And there are really famous gay people who have played straight parts, like the dad from The Brady Bunch was gay and he played a yeah. straight man. Also, no back then, others, he, like, couldn't, he couldn't play any gay roles. There were none. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of what bugs me is it's like straight people will sometimes get those roles and then they get like lauded for being such amazing straight people. And then gay people can't even get in. That's true. I get. I see yeah. that. Yeah, but I there think are a lot of gay people who want to be actors and actresses. Yeah, and I think it's also like who's also writing it. Like it's yeah. right. Like Ryan Murphy is a gay man, so like he's gay. He's from the Midwest. I think he's from Indiana. So like I think he writes it well. But yeah, if it's like another straight man, straight cis white male writing like a gay character and like the actors like straight himself so they can't be like hey this this is actually um this is problematic and like he doesn't know like certain things so yeah that's when I think yeah it depends there's a lot of factors into it and it's a situational thing yeah but that I feel like that's the only time when it is situation like there's a new West Side Story coming out and it's great because there's actual like Latina and Latino actors playing the Puerto Rican characters not people in brown face besides Rita Moreno. Finally. It was very much the studio system 
so they're just picking like actors that they work and they're contracted with yeah. the studio system is very weird it's very old hollywood's very interesting and also like just like the hayes code is very interesting to study what's the hayes code the hayes code is basically like a bunch of rules from like the 30s to like early 60s of things you couldn't put in films here i'll pull up some of the the code like you couldn't depict homosexuality um was one for why because they were homophobic but we're fun <laughs> oh it's called yeah Hayes code or the motion prediction production code from 1934 to 1968 basically it's kind of like rules that had to be enforced in hollywood because basically in the 20s you had like very more productive productive films or people or or like Jacqueline Jacqueline Baker very just like and like even like the style of the 20s it's very like would like you come over here flapper dresses and things but then like prohibition era it got more conservative and so did Hollywood people were like the Hollywood is gonna corrupt the minds of of our children um, oh my okay. gosh um so things that were banned in films or like the they called the don'ts or be carefuls at proposed in 1927. Yeah, these things shall not appear in pictures produced by the members of the association. Um, so you can swear, including like you can say like goddamn or Jesus, like son of a bitch or damn. Uh, no nudity at all. Um, no curse. The no drugs, no like sex perversion white slavery question marks I when has that know. ever happened scenes of actual childbirth um, why children's sex organs okay that's fine that's good that's that, good let's keep those out we're gonna keep that uh ridicule ridicule of the clergy so you can like make fun <laughs> of the church um willful offense to any nation race or creed but they were racist as hell Birth exactly the nation was really racist exactly like it always had to end with a, a happy ending it had to be like basically the good morality of human life and it was very wild and and gross I'll, and once i find maybe we'll post the haze code on our instagram like once i find like a good picture maybe we'll make like a graphic of it it was wild it was pretty much pure like censorship and so by like the 60s people were like screw that <laughs> and that's when you get more of the complex movies like horror films come out in like the 70s like rosemary's baby things like that and that's like when a proper rating system because back then there was no like pg pg-13 things like that that's some that's history lesson for y'all <laughs> anyway back to glee <laughs> i think i've said my piece about glee i think we could have done a lot of choices to make it better I think that at its time, it seemed really groundbreaking and really it was considered great representation in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like back then, like Kurt was like the first gay character I've ever saw. And I didn't really think about, oh, yeah. I didn't realize gay, like being gay was like a thing you could do. Oh, yeah. like, and I was like, and oh. now look at you. And now look at me now. Look and at me now. like, I have a lot, like Lee, I have. I loved Glee. Like I still have, like a lot. Of, there's a couple Glee covers that are still bops. Not gonna lie. 
Oh my god, you're so right. Their cover of Bills, Bills, Bills. The Warpers yeah. cover of Bills, Bills, Bills. Also the mashup of I Will Survive and Survivor. Amazing. That was good. Oh my gosh, I remember when Kurt and Blaine did um I really can't stay. That's oh yeah, baby, song. baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. It was, it was cute like, at the time. Yeah, it was but now we know it's a very creepy song. That song's got mystery. It's actually not like that like now like it seemed but back then it wasn't it was just kind of like it was more it was like crazy for girls to stay out past like eight o'clock with a man oh. so she's like her being like presumptuous and okay well, anyways i think that's all we got to say about that yeah so glee it's good to see where we came it's kind of like the l word like a lot of it Boing. it's problematic well, but also it. but also revolutionary for the time revolutionary for its time now it is we have come a long way which honestly the fact that we can look back and say like that is no longer where we're at shows how far we've come as a society and it's nice to know that we're past that it's nice to know we've all outgrown glee anyway thank you all so much for listening please follow us on our socials and if you have any questions or want to tell us your problematic faves um email us podcast at gmail.com but you can also post on social media and tweet us and like hit us up on insta and facebook yeah twitter and facebook ready rewind at ready rewind pod instagram tiktok at ready rewind podcast um it's also it's, it's in it's in the description rate us five stars on an apple podcast so thank you all for Please. listening and see you next week bye ready